It's a dreadful call and Chelsea could be in here with Goff who goes for goal and scores! Finds the back of the net! Henri! What a goal! Inspiration for Arsenal from Thierry Henri! Miller, lovely cushion header for The Ghost Goal Podcast. The Premier League is returning. Liverpool have won and lost since we last recorded a podcast. Arsenal and Everton still don't have a manager. They, Arsenal may have a manager by the end of the day. We will talk about that. We will also give our picks. Welcome to the Ghost Gold Podcast. I'm Andrew Pissarro. we got Alex Moss, Javier Revelo. We're in for the ride. Gentlemen, are you ready to do some picks? We've got we got four or five big games that we'll run through, preview, and uh, probably talk about the two candidates being... Well, we'll talk about the candidate being named for Arsenal because we already talked about the Everton candidate. But gentlemen, how are we doing right now? Love this time of the year. Pretty good. Hoodie. We had uh, El Clasico today. We had uh, Dortmund-Leipzig yesterday. Some pretty big matches domestically around, uh, going around everywhere, and then we got some pretty good matches coming up this weekend. So pretty stoked, pretty stoked. And then Boxing Day Thursday, I can't oh, yeah. wait. It's gonna be, I'm gonna be on the Boxing Day break. is like it's like it's like proper football uh, on Thanksgiving, where it's just all day, 7:30 a.m. and the last game is the first games. Last game at 3 p.m. And I think that last game on Boxing Day is going to be Liverpool-Leicester. Not, yeah. not to get ahead of ourselves, but it's going to be a stacked day. Can't wait for it. I'm already looking. I already know what the odds are for Liverpool to win that game and both the score. It's plus 270. I think I'm going to take it. <laughs> Futures. Futures segment. Yeah. <laughs> not I, for well, this weekend, but I put it down now. Well, I don't know if I'm going to be able to be on the preview pod for that podcast, for that for that game, so I'm just telling you now, Liverpool to result to score. Uh, let's uh, let's get right into it. Everton take on Arsenal. Neither team currently have a manager. It's uh, the, hot, the hot rumor right now is that a hot report. Paul Joyce is reporting that uh, Carlo Ancelotti is going to be the Everton manager after this game. Which means this is going to be Big Duncan's last go round for Everton. I think he's supposed to be announced before the weekend, though. Um, that's what all the papers are saying. So he'll be there. Yes, but he won't be taking command. He won't be in the dugout. So uh, this is this is Duncan Ferguson's last ride. Uh, Arsenal may or may not have uh, announced Mikel Arteta returning to the club to take over in a managerial position. How, where do we no, want to nothing's start? Nothing's been announced with... yet, but yeah, some heavy rumors that discussions been taking place that you know re- Arsenal representatives were seen coming out of his house, stuff like that. But there hasn't really been anything. Concrete. I mean, Pep confirmed it earlier today. Um, yeah, I guess Pe- Pep confirmed, Pep confirmed the talks, but there hasn't <laughs> but... been anything saying that like yes, he's our manager yet. Um, but if he, I'm pretty sure he said something along the lines of it, it's going to happen very quickly. <laughs> like, he, like I literally saw a quote saying that. So I mean. It's not confirmed, but it's like about as close to confirmed as okay. you could imagine. I mean, how do you feel about that? How do you feel about a possibility of Mikel Arteta managing Arsenal? From what I've read um, about him in this last day, it seems that he wants to take a similar philosophy to Pep in that you play more of the game on the ball and you you dictate the tempo of the game to your opposition more so than you know the other way around you you don't you don't you're not as reactionary 
and um, he seems to be like, you know, no nonsense, um, kind of a, a little bit of a disciplinarian like Pep where like, you know, he wants a 110% and yeah, I don't know. It's uh, he, he knows the club in and out. I'm sure it's, it'll be a more comforting coach to the players than someone like Unai Emery was. And I don't know on, on a tactical level where he is because this is, you know, this will be his first real coaching job. So that's obviously worrying. Um, and I would have probably preferred a, a more experienced coach who could organize us defensively. I, I don't know what, how much he can come in and help us in that department. It's probably like the biggest concern I have. I'm sure offensively he can probably improve us and get us to like proving our combinations and our movement up front um, and through the midfield. I'm sure he can, he can help us with all of that, but I don't know how much he's going to come in and like get us defensively organized and structured. You know, it depends what coaches he brings in, you know, what staff he has around him. There's rumors that uh, Patrick Vieira and Freddie Lindbergh are going to be part of his, his back coaching staff. So we'll see like what that looks like. And, and I'm at least happy that we have someone coming behind the wheel because we couldn't have Freddie Lindbergh for much longer and expected to have any hope at, European football next season. So, yeah, I mean, just it, but Arteta. So the Arsenal season right now, I guess, is being treated as kind of like a write-off, even though technically they're not like completely out of it. I mean, they probably are, but you know, you can see a scenario where if the club were willing to go and buy players in January, they could maybe make a push like Tottenham and United have of late, um, and, and try and get back into at least the conversation for top four. But I think uh, hiring Arteta would kind of be uh, uh, pointing yourself in the direction of this season's a write-off. We just want to get our men in place for the long term or for the long haul uh, and uh, try to get him to drill these players as best as possible into the, the tactical system he wants before the end of the season. So he can obviously identify the players that will for sure be a part of the future and those that need to be sold off. Um, but the problem right now is that I, I mean I personally just don't think Arsenal have the players to play anything close to a Pep Guardiola like uh, tactical system I mean of it obviously wouldn't be that he's not going to come in and say all right we're playing Pep Guardiola's system guys and we're going to copy it exactly I mean that's ridiculous he's not going to come in and do that I mean those are the words you just used that you, those are the words you just used to describe it and they, that's the kind of approach he's going to take that's all I meant by that is that that's where oh, he, I'm would sure be he would be leaning I'm sure anyone, and, anyone with like a brain could realize that we don't have the players to do that so he would have to do some abbreviated version and like a dumbed down version that he could build on in this first you know half season trying to weed out the players that aren't going to work in that system and then set himself up for success next year, maybe some in January as well. You know, we'll, we'll see. It's sure. just seems like a roundabout way of saying what I was already saying of he's going to figure out who the players. I doubt he's going to, I doubt he's going to like try and copy Pep's system. Exactly. I mean, maybe he will, I don't know, but that seems like a, an odd way to coach. I don't think, uh, I don't think that's going to have much success if he just tries to copy. He'll, he'll have to have his own personality and, and characteristics and tactics. So, I mean, Pep, Pep's system is still based on guys who he worked under too. Like, it's it's taking somebody else's philosophy and, and adding your own little fl- mixing in your own little flavor. And he's and the players determine that flavor, like what yeah. that flavor is. You know, you have you have good counterattacking forwards like Aubameyang and uh, Lacazette and Nicolas Pepe. You're going to have to work in some like more counterattacking elements into that anyway. So. I mean, I'm excited to for this see, game, like, though, how it works I do out. think that 
Um, they're in trouble. in trouble because we are away at Everton, who haven't been terrible. Seven thirty, just like Chelsea. Been terrible under Duncan Ferguson. Um, they they haven't lost the game. No, well, they they did lose in the Carabao Cup today on penalties. Yeah, are we really going to count that? They didn't even go to extra yeah, time. Yeah, that doesn't count. No, they came back fair, from two 0 yeah, down. They they they've they've showed a lot of spirit. So I'm not looking forward to the boys visiting uh, Goodison Park, and I kind of like the uh, the bet. Arsenal draw at plus 270, and that seems like... Why is it an Arsenal draw? Wouldn't it just yeah, be Arsenal-Everton like, draw, sure. <laughs> like insinuating like it's a positive result for Arsenal if they get the draw? Well, a draw is a positive for them. I would obviously like a win. I don't think Arteta will be in place by this game, so I think this might be Freddie Lundberg's last game in charge. And he's done an okay job, you know? You can tell that he's kind of been going through the motions trying to find the best players to fit in place for the long term in case he had to do this long term. So I think he's done an admirable job, admirable job and could definitely go manage at a championship team somewhere and, and probably do a good, decent job. Uh, can I have one request for this uh, for this game? Is that if both those managers are announced, Ancelotti at Everton and Arteta at Arsenal before the uh, that, that early Saturday kickoff, I want a dual screen reaction to uh with both of them side by side sitting in the stands whenever a goal is scored i want i want actualati and arteta yeah arteta just does his own emery like like oh yeesh kind of face i just want both their reactions when both their teams score and concede i think that would just be you know great theater how many goals in this draw do you think are going to happen? Are we talking a 1-1? Are we talking a 2-2? A wild 3-3? Three, three? Yeah, are we talking defense the over is really leaking, so is ours. So I could I could see like a 2-2 two, two draw. I could see it. Richarlison always dicks us down. That would activate the over, which is at plus 146. That's over 3.5 goals, plus 146. Just just throwing it out there. I, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. There's a lot the of goals usually in some Everton games, but that's just me. Yeah. I mean, there usually aren't Chelsea-Everton games, but... I mean, I guess they scored three on us when we went up there and played terribly, and then uh, and only conceded one. And they only conceded one at Manchester United. The last uh, in the la- they're a more defensive team now. In the last few games, the last few Arsenal Everton games, one nil Everton won last year in April. Last September, Arsenal won two nil at the Emirates. Last February twenty eighteen, Arsenal won five one at the Emirates, and then yeah, but in- so much has changed exactly. from these seasons to exactly. now. Like you can't you can't use any of this as a predictor, you know. No. The the, um, the score lines are all over the place, which is I, I might be staying away from this game. I might take the score draw at plus three hundred, which is like it's not bad. It's not yeah. bad. If this is gonna end in a draw, it's gonna end in a score draw. There's no way this is a nil nil. No yeah, I'm way. Thinking, no. I'm thinking it's screaming one one. Yeah, it's kind of where us. I'm leaning to, to be honest. Yeah, that's that's where we're at. I don't know what to do with either of these teams right now. Uh, let's so the ten o'clock games. The big game that was supposed to be in that slot is wiped out because Liverpool are playing in the uh, FIFA Club World Cup against Flamengo. So there's nothing really huge and glaring in the ten o'clock slot. There's some decent little games, but nothing that we're really going to break it break down. Manchester City takes on Leicester. This is three hosting two. This is a must win as as big of a must win as it as it can be for Manchester City. If they lose this game. Even with Liverpool not playing, this is that's that's a disastrous loss. And this would be an iconic win for Leicester City. We were talking about this before we turned on the mics tonight. Leicester City have played very well this year, but they haven't really got gone on the road and gotten a season defining win. 
this would be the biggest win for Brendan Rodgers at Leicester, without a doubt, if he goes to Manchester City and beats Manchester City. That being said, they did have to play they did play a tough game against Everton in the League Cup today. They did draw that game and then win on penalties. Uh, they were up 2-0, and Everton came back. Also, shout out Leighton Baines with a screamer towards the end of the game to equalize. But, Alex, how confident are you in Brendan Rodgers going to Manchester City and at least taking a point? I would say fairly confident. We've seen stranger things this season. Uh, it hasn't always amounted to uh, wins for the for the team traveling to Manchester, to Manchester to face them. Mainly think of Chelsea when uh, we lost 2-1 there but took the lead after 20 minutes. But then again... Teams like Wolves and uh, who else am I thinking of? I, th- I think it's only Wolves in the in the league this year have gone and beaten Manchester City there. But uh, Norwich, I, I feel like uh, no Nor- Norwich was uh, at Carrow Road. Oh, you're but, right. You're right. I mean that was just as shocking, but obviously an away game. Um, it's the the air of invinci- invincibility about Manchester City has very much kind of been peeled back uh, and been uh, switched over to Liverpool of late. That much is uh, for sure, and you know. It's not too long ago that uh, Brendan Rodgers went to uh, Manchester City in the second to last game of last season, and it took a Vincent Company like screamer for Manchester City to get uh, the win in that that basically won them the league. So um, we've seen Leicester City and the, basically this crop of players uh, be up to the task before and just barely uh, fail. So and it's all everyone would kind of agree that they're very much a better side this year. It's whether they'll be able to uh, or be comfortable with sitting deep like they did in that game back in uh, April or May um, and and defending and going on the counterattack or whether they're going to want to impose their style of play uh, on the game as well. Uh, being a possession team, they usually defend through possession and you know it's pretty identical to what Manchester City are looking to do. So it, I'm really interested to see how it plays out. I'm uh, I'm... I'd probably say it's about 50-50. I'm that confident in Leicester now that it, it, it really is a, a, a toss-up, I think, between these two teams over who's going who's gonna to win. And I, I don't think there's any chance this ends in a draw because I think both these teams will just be that desperate for a win. Leicester will be that confident they can get at Manchester City, and Manchester City will obviously be desperate to get back above them into second place and have the somewhat of a leg up on Liverpool as they're away for these two weeks. I think, uh, yeah. I th- I think it's going to be interesting if he starts... Kelechi Hinacho um, up top with Vardy like he's been doing the last couple of weeks, or if he goes with um, a couple of wingers, you know, pacey wingers like Ayosu Perez and just tries to play on the counterattack, like you said, Alex, because... Um, he's kind of abandoned that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's, he? he's kind of abandoned that. So it's... Going with Hinacho. I don't know. He's been going with Hinacho Vardy up top, um, and then kind of moving Vardy, taking off Hinacho in like the 70th minute and, and letting Vardy have that role for himself in, in the last 20 minutes, and... Yeah, I don't. I don't know um, what he's what they're going to trot out. I think that's interesting. I think he's also been playing Dennis Prayet in the midfield, and I think he might did that today. He too. might continue to do that. And that those are just a few choices that Brendan Rodgers has that he hasn't really been uh, using that much this year. But we have seen lately, and it'll be interesting to see if he continues it um, against Manchester City. He's been getting pretty much everything right tactically so far this year. He's been on point. So I'm really, really curious to see what lineup he puts out um, and how they play because this is probably the biggest statement game for them. More so than the Liverpool game because I don't, I don't know if anyone really believes that they could be title contenders right now. But if they're going to make top four this year, you know they gotta. I think show up in this game. I don't know if they got to get a, a result, but they can't get blown out. 
because I think uh, right, like two losses in these two games, and they're right back in the in the discussion with Chelsea, Man United, right? A couple Tottenham of losses, and, and then and they drop teams. back down with everyone else. So um, they've accumulated a lot of points up to this point. They got to continue their momentum. I was looking at this as possibly something that they could a result that they could get. I had Leicester to draw at Man City at plus four seventy. I also think with you, Alex, I think it's a coin flip. I like them. Right now, I like the way they're playing, the energy they bring. Madison's on unreal form. Vardy is, he scored again today. He's, uh, you know, he's killing it. So, yeah. I just don't know how willing both these teams are going to be to accept a draw in this game. It's, I know it's early still in the season, like just before midway, but. It is the 18th there's game a big, of the season. There's a big gap for them to make up. And if either of them is going to make it up, then they're going to have to win this game specifically, especially with. Lester having to play. We, we haven't talked how good De Bruyne was right after this. in the last game. That guy, he's horrifying. We? we we talked about it. We yeah. definitely talked. <laughs> Pretty about sure it we. Oh, oh no, Pretty we sure talked we about it the last part. I'm saying now we we haven't mentioned it again because that that could also just be a factor. If he shows up again, anything at all, like you know what he did against Arsenal, then I doubt Lester are going to have any chance because some of those players are just they're the best defense in the league right now, and they rested their their number one center back for most of the game today. When Kevin De Bruyne's on, he's the best in the league. We've said this repeatedly. So I personally, I think this game's going to be a little bit more open. I think we're looking at a 2-1 here. I think it's going to be City taking the 2-1 because they're at home. I would be a lot more confident in them if they had Aguero in this game. I Still, Gabriel Jesus is no slouch. He's been in good form for them. I'm taking City, but this is going to be this is going to be tight. This is going to be an excellent game. Like a very, very good game. Like I think I said the game of the weekend uh, on the last pod. Uh, that coming up the game of the weekend was going to be Tottenham-Chelsea, but I completely forgot that this was on, and it's obviously, like you said, two versus three. Uh, so I think this is pretty definitively the game of the weekend, despite all of like the narrative and story and storylines coming up in the uh, Tottenham-Chelsea game that we're going to talk about. Alex, who are you taking? Uh, you asked me for a pick. I didn't prepare for this. I hate this. Ugh. You said it's a coin flip, so flip the damn coin. All right. I'm going to say Leicester, 2-1. That would be that would be such a huge win for them. I'm gonna take Manchester. My bet of the week is Manchester City result both to score at plus 140. Uh, they're at home. You don't usually get that type of odds. It's similar to the odds that I got them in, in the Manchester United game. Uh, but I'm gonna take City. It's probably I'm not gambling a lot this weekend, but deflating pick one one. I think it's gonna be a really tight nitpicky game and not a lot of chances. You're so neutral today. Arsenal draw and Leicester draw. Everyone's drawing this weekend. We're not, we're not going to be definitive yes. with any of our picks. We know Javier hates football right now. It's okay. I do hate football. Right now. <laughs> These are facts. One one win in 12 would do that to you. Yeah. Yeah. Watford take on Manchester United on Sunday morning at 9 o'clock. I, I was talking about this before we got on the pod. Manchester United, and I talked about this last week, Manchester United have been dropping points against teams that they shouldn't and beating the teams that they shouldn't. Is there any chance that Nigel Pearson can can hold Manchester United not lose this game? Is this at Vicarage Road? Alex, I know what you're thinking. Come on, like I don't think so. I, I think that at no, Vicarage I don't know Road, what I'm thinking. I think Andrew floated it, floated it out there as like a oh, do any of you want to bet? You have your bet of the week. No, but like I know, I, I know, I, I, and I said no because I, I haven't seen them. I think them this really. is going to be like a three-one win for Manchester United. I'm just going to come out and straight and say Daniel James has been looking pretty lethal the last couple of games. So has um, Marcus Rashford. And Anthony Martial has been a little hot and cold. He's still healthy right now. And if those three play again, then I don't like the way that Watford pushes their fullbacks really high up the pitch. They use 
they use them to a lot of, they get a lot of assists from them and you know sometimes goals but it leaves them exposed at the back and especially with teams that um you know like getting to the byline and cutting back with with their quick wingers so i think manchester united are are going to have a lot of success in between the lines running you know through those fullbacks and and they're going to expose them a couple of times so i i kind of like them in this getting in a way a nice away result here, um, and a, a pretty easy three-one win here. I think Watford are going to be in relegation trouble this year. So Manchester United oh, haven't yeah. lost to Watford in any competition since 2016. Oh, okay, that's not that long, but I mean, but that's, um, there's a fair I, amount of games in there. Like it was, it was early in the season of the 16-17 season when they lost three-one at Watford, and uh, managing Manchester United at the time was Jose Mourinho. Marijuana Fellaini started that game. Eric Bailly started that game. I could go on. I'm not going to. But. We, we, haven't, we haven't really talked about Nigel Pearson's hiring there. I know you mentioned that he was uh, manager for that uh, Liverpool uh, game last week that they lost but made a good account of themselves. Uh, I, I didn't get to watch that game, uh, though I did – hear good things about Watford and it's just good that they didn't get absolutely thrashed like they usually do it. No, Anfield. it wasn't good. It was but, definitely not good. I bet the over. It was awful. No, I'm talking generally, Andrew. Like good for them. Good for Watford that they didn't get like thrashed three nil and or five nil or whatever's happened in the last couple of years. But uh we haven't seen Pearson since he was uh sacked by Leicester after their first season back up. Um he helped them stave off uh relegation and was sacked uh, because he was kind of a cantankerous, like not easy to work with. No, 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 no. that's not why he was sacked. That was because yeah, I mean, they, of the whole tie that their their tour and oh, Thailand yeah, 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 thing. Yeah, yeah. And the he whole, got blamed for that. Yeah, Good for him. <laughs> it was his kid too who like posted. <laughs> right, his kid was in the like, yeah the, the, the B team or something. Yeah, yeah. okay, yeah, that that makes sense. Well, I mean. In any case, you can't you can't criticize them for that decision because the guy they brought in, Ranieri, won them the league title the next yeah. year. So it worked. Yeah, it worked out. He was kind of forgotten about, but he did kind of do a lot of the groundwork building that initial uh, Leicester team that won it in fifteen sixteen. He's he's a character. He's the one responsible for calling a journalist an ostrich because he said they had their head buried in the sand about a certain issue. So that was a memeable moment from him of the past. He's. He's a character, is what I'm trying to say, and uh, his teams are very aggressive, both in their like uh, midfield press and their 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 counterattacking. So I, I'm I'm interested to see more of uh, more of them, uh, especially at home. You know that first game at Anfield, kind of a baptism by fire or baptism of fire. So uh, to get a chance to come home and face a United team that, like one of you mentioned, you know it's not the best stylistic matchup. For United, with uh, with all the questions we've had over them attacking low block teams, so uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited to see it, but I I wouldn't be able to place a bet on it. It's uh, it's too early in the day. I need to see more of Watford before I can get a read on them. Uh, I want to look up the odds for this because it's something that we were betting a lot earlier in the season. Will there be a penalty awarded in this game? Yes, is at plus one seventy two. Okay, just go ahead and take that. Because um, Manchester United are involved. Actually, I would feel pretty confident telling you to take that in every Manchester United game in every league week. Just just take them. If it's a league fixture, I don't know why, but they just get penalties in every fucking league fixture. You know, they, I'm not going to go through the penalties. They get a ton of penalties. It's 
It's obscene, and it, it really pisses me off. But you know what? They're Manchester United. They get special. They get special uh, favors. Yeah, but they don't do anything with it, so it's fine. All right, big game of the weekend. Jose Mourinho's second multiple return. I looked. I looked it up. He's never won at the Bridge coming back as Manchester manager of another. another it's team. uh, it's it's at home for him. Oh, you're right. You're yeah. right. But we're going to first time Chelsea play ever. I think we might be the last ones to play there of all the teams. We yeah. That's shocking. So Tottenham hosting Chelsea. Uh this is this is a huge clash because if Tottenham happened to win the game, they would be even on points with Chelsea for fourth place in the Premier League. Well, and ahead of us on goal difference. Exactly. So a team that many thought were dead when Jose Mourinho was was brought in could result in a team being very much alive, fourth place, totally to play for. Um, now, neither of you guys played in the League Cup this week, so both of you are coming off a full week. This is the Sunday primetime, 11.30 game. Um, so if you're watching the NFL on Sunday, you have plenty of time to watch this game and then still catch the first quarter of whatever the hell 1 o'clock game you're watching on Sunday. Look, this is this is going to be a bloodbath, and these are two teams that don't like each other. This is This is a game that generally gets out of hand usually more so in the second half of the season when Chelsea are trying to win a title and Tottenham are bottling one but and then you add in the yeah, master these teams and don't like each thing. other at all yeah and yeah Alex just hit the nail on the head you've got Frank Lampard who was one who was undefeated one of- against Jose Mourinho in his career I might add never lost a game to Jose no as a manager Went to Old Trafford, beat Man United on penalties in the League Cup last year. Oh yeah, that's right. With Drew two two, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, Frank, he he showed that he can defeat the master. Uh, that I mean, that's I, I'm surprised that hasn't been talked about more. That's this is a, a huge game. If you said a year ago, this time last year, that meant uh, that Frank Lampard and Jose Mourinho would face off again a year from now, but one of them would be the Chelsea manager and the other would be the Tottenham manager. People would have just laughed you out of the room it would have been ridiculous pretty epic face-off here right i mean jose can thank god that it's not at the bridge because if it was at the bridge it would be an ultimate jose park the bus job and i think because it's at tottenham i think it presents us with actually a huge advantage where you know chelsea's away record i know not against the top six but in general this season overall our away record has been much better than our home record that can't really been be debated we've scored far more we've conceded about as much away from home than we have uh, at the bridge this season. So uh, it's, I, I think being away from home means that Tottenham can't just sit back and try to defend us. The Tottenham fans aren't going to stand for that. It's a young Chelsea team. Tottenham need the win. They're at home. They're on the better run of form. And Chelsea are starting to fall off a little bit and, and show signs of uh, inexperience and inconsistency. They're going to be calling for blood, and I don't blame them. But that plays into Chelsea's hands, and I think I just have the weird, like sneaking suspicion that we're just going to get a cheeky two-one win in this, or maybe like a like a three-two win, because all of Jose Mourinho's Tottenham games so far have produced four or five goals for both teams. So you're telling so me the I'm, over? I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm telling you the three-point-five over at plus one forty-eight, and the Chelsea win with both to score at plus three sixty. We are Chelsea. We are the best team in London. We're back with our young kids who understand what this team, what this game means. Your young kids are about to get fucking spanked. Okay, Jose Mourinho is about to take you to the fucking cleaners. 
Remember that 4 0 that Manchester say, United gave you earlier say, in the season? I haven't been impressed I think with them yet. There's like a 3 I or 4 1 coming right now for you. I haven't been impressed Kepa's with them. going to fuck up a couple of goals. He's going to. Asan's going to shoot a shot directly at him, and it's going to be like low in the corner, and Kepa's just going to like let it go into the goal. Just remember, it's. I'm going to really gonna enjoy watching Kepa Harry errors. Winks. Kane and, is going to uh, get a goal as usual. Ali's going to dick you down with a brace like he usually does against you. Dali Ali is back, Alex. He's your tormentor. It's literally your good for him. Drum He'll bump. get the goal. He'll, he he can have the goal, and we'll win three one. Tammy and uh, Christian Pulisic. I, I feel also. I don't know if you've heard, but William he hates Tottenham. Oh, Tammy I'm not sure and if Christian you've heard. Pulisic, both players who haven't done shit in the last like five games. Christian Pulisic hasn't scored in the last five games. Tammy's on a dry run. Mason's been no, shit. He just scored last week. Your defense has been Tammy garbage. Just you don't last have week. Uh, clean sheets anymore. He's not. Yeah, Javier doesn't Tottenham watch Chelsea games. Andrew. He doesn't watch Chelsea games. Also, so, also. Oh, Tottenham are gods. Did the I just get the Arsenal fans saying Tottenham are gods? Okay, let's clip that. I was about to say that. I was about oh, to say the that. Twenty nine fifty eight mark. Tottenham are gods. Okay, he got great. more excited. He got more excited talking about Tottenham than the Arsenal part of the podcast. I love then, then, this. Then this, this is the whole best season ever. of Arsenal. It's awesome. I love it so much. We've broken. No, 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 no. See, Javier I had to put Alex in his fucking place because he was talking. He well, was no. talking nonsense. I'm gonna. Bullshit, I'm gonna really trying enjoy to say he could go to Tottenham and win. Ndombele, uh, Sissoko, and Winks. Dyer. Who do they have in midfield? Dyer. I'm going to really enjoy watching those players get rings played around them by Jorginho, Kovacic, and Golo Kante. I mean, because that's a battle we're not losing. We're winning the midfield. So then it just becomes a battle Your of midfield's been who can take their chances. The last few games too, sadly. So no, we'll I, would, see, I wouldn't we'll see how say they play. So. We'll see how they play. I don't think they've been performing as well as you think that they were five or six games ago. I think you guys are have more problems now than you had in the last few games. You've been dull. I think you're forgetting that Bournemouth game where your midfield, you had your starting midfield and you created absolutely nothing. No, we didn't. We didn't. Uh, the, I mean, uh, exactly. You don't watch uh, Chelsea games, so you don't really get to comment because all of the league games, Mason Mount has played and it's been a rotation of the Jorginho, Kovacic, Kante midfield. The last time those three players played together was the Lille game. Uh, and in the Premier League games around it, one of Jorginho or Kovacic has been rotated. So with those three players in, which Frank has gone with when they've all been available in these big games against the other top six sides, our midfield has looked very, very good. And, you know, I, I don't want to be like an indictment of Mason Mount. I think he's a really good player, but I just think in, in games and moments like the, this, uh, when it comes to that midfield three, we need those three most experienced and honestly best quality players out there uh, to control the game a little bit more. So I'm I'm excited. I'm hoping this is the coming out party. I just feel like it's a monkey that Frank and the players know they need to get off their back of not winning one of these top six games away yet. And even if they don't, they have Arsenal away in, a, in like a week or two to That's make up for it. It's not a big game so. anymore. You're right. It's a mid-table game. Like that, come on. Let's, let's, yeah, I mean, let's we're in tenth. It's literally a mid-table game. Are you trying yeah. to be funny, Andrew? It's not funny. <laughs> it's, it's a fact. It's, it's a fact. fact. I know. It's just that's well. I mean, we is. would be involved, so it wouldn't be a mid-table game. It would be like a, a, a yeah, you know. Is that game even going to be on TV? Like they're probably going to put it behind gold. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, why, yeah, why, yeah. like I mean, who would? I'm sure it will be, Andrew. Okay, don't go that far. <laughs> I still kind of want to take uh, Tottenham plus one thirty five, but I love the over. Who's gonna? Andrew, who's gonna be... I'll give you one last chance. Yeah. You have to agree with me, and then I'll never bring it up again that you mentioned that Tottenham could beat us. I know it's a way. I know they probably should be favorites, 
You just understand that there's a hierarchy when it comes to London. And every so often, the big team, the big dog, has to put the little dog in their place. And that's going to happen this weekend. And everyone's going to act like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Such a big deal. Chelsea beat Tottenham. I want to believe you so badly. But here's the problem is that Tottenham are trending upwards. And you Could Tamori be down. back for this game? I think he's That's back in another, training, that, right? That was, that was my question. Yep. So if Tamori's back. back, then I'll maybe think you can get a draw from this. But if he's not, then you're going to oh, get like three or four. I just remembered something. One. You know what I just remembered? I'm going to be coming back from New York to Maryland on Sunday. And I will be in New Jersey during the kickoff of this game, which means I don't have to put the bet in until Sunday, which means I can check the lineup before I decide if I want to bet on. I'm definitely going to take the over, but I can yeah, check. Yeah, wait for the lineup for sure. I mean, the line the might line, move, but. That's fine. I'm still going to get either of them at plus money. It doesn't matter. Like, it's not going to It's not going to suddenly drop from plus 185 or plus 135 because tomorrow. How about this, Andrew? How about this, Andrew? Assuming. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm hoping that that midfield three I mentioned, the most experienced three of Kovacic, Shoshino, Kante starts. Assuming that happens and Fikayo Tomori is back, partnered by probably one of Zuma or Rudiger. Hopefully Rudiger. Then I, th- I, think, I think you put that bet in for Chelsea to win. I think I would too. I think I would too. Um, it's... <sighs> So many- I've been. I, listen, I've been conservative with my Chelsea picks this season. I know, and they've they've outperformed my expectations. This is I'm, the I'm dry spell that we talked I'm about. I'm not conservative them. this game, buddy. Now you're going to regret it. Javier's pickums for the NBC Sports predictor picks: uh, Newcastle Palace at a nil-nil draw, Bournemouth to beat Burnley two-one, Manchester City and Leicester City to draw one-one, Manchester United to beat Watford away three-one, and Tottenham to beat Chelsea two-one. Our picks, our bets of the week: Manchester City result both to score for me at plus one forty, Alex Chelsea to win and both to score at plus three sixty, over three and a half goals at plus one forty-eight, Arsenal plus one two seventy draw at Everton away, and Leicester to draw Manchester City. At plus 470 from Javier. I kind of like the score draw from Everton Arsenal at plus 300 as well. And uh, let me let me let I me add to, a, I need a to, goal prediction, score prediction for the Chelsea Tottenham okay, game. Okay, yeah. Alex going on pod. 3-2 Chelsea. All right. All right. So, so we get a little overaction. I'm easing it off. I'm easing off the 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 the, the gas pedal of of putting in like four or five picks because because the last couple weekends have uh it's rough when all yeah. of them don't land. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was like one of four one weekend, two of five the next. And it's like, all right, I need to, I need to, I, I kind of blew my bankroll. So, like, I'm having to put the money back in that. And it's like every weekend. And it's like, all right, I need to chill that chill the heck out right now. So, I know it's, it's such a festive time, but like, I also have to pay for Christmas presents and getting back home and the whole thing. So, it's like, not, not as much action. I don't know if I'm going to have a gambling blog coming up this weekend. Uh, I've got the, uh, shameless plug. We're doing the Brickhouse albums and albums and songs of the year and the decade on Friday. So I've been a little preoccupied of figuring out my top ten albums and songs of the decade for the twenty tens. So if you I'm like, right here if you need a resource. It's okay, but I have like thirty <laughs> albums down. I haven't even tried to do songs because I think it's an impossible list. But uh, I have to go see my grandparents on Friday, and the bus back, or the train back, will be just doing that. All right, so appreciate you guys listening. As always, follow us on uh, social media at Andrew Passaro at ASMOS ninety two at 
uh, Javier Rev Nine at Ghost Goal Pod. Uh, like, review, subscribe on iTunes or on Spotify. By the way, if you download, if you do the Spotify thing, uh, you can. Uh, it does download to your phone. That is an act. That is a, an access point. So, oh, and shout out to uh, twenty more than only eighty percent of our listeners coming from the United States right now. Uh, we've got a nice little uh, UK contingent. So, uh, shout out to you guys. Enjoy your. Shout out uh, to my family. Yeah, well, yeah, it's either your family or the random people who follow me on Twitter for my all my uh, nonsensical soccer tweets. So, sure. so shout out you guys and uh, thanks for supporting the pod. And uh, everybody, enjoy your Christmas and the holiday period. And until next time, sure.